Oh, that's yeah. A fan made a fake. Gra- okay, so it was Sheamus and Minoru Suzuki, but it, a fan made I a fake. When, I hate when fans make fake shit, and it looks too real, and it gets spread on two sites, and then we're like, wait, what? And then the rest of the legit wrestling websites like reposted and shit. Anonymous source. Yeah. It's just so dumb because like everybody took it seriously and then and people are also like, whoa, this is it's not tech. I mean it's forbidden door because yes, Nakamura is a contracted talent, but also it's yeah, well, I'll I'll get to it when we I guess we're already starting. Oh, yeah. Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to a unnamed wrestling podcast. I am Funky Sam Medina, and I am here with Pratik Sarvastaval. What's up, Pratik? What's going on, man? Happy to be here. Hell it's yeah, like, me too, man. I'm super so excited. much wrestling. It seems like wrestling news never ends. Like it's, No, it's it never whole... does. And then when it does end, they just find stupid shit to give news like, oh, Renee Young got the, got the mail today. <laughs> yeah, they'll have, or they'll, like, especially with this whole... AEW all out media scrum. It's like it's like, oh, CM Punk scratched his butt and flicked a butt plug at Kenny Omega. Ten thousand news sites must talk about this. Oh one no. Thing, one thing I complained about recently was a lot of news sites were reporting uh that uh Wes Wesley Blake, I forgot his name, his new name. Uh okay. you know, he put a heartfelt message out to his wife who passed away, Sarah Lee. Yeah, on social media. It's like, of course he did. That's not news. Yeah, he's he's being a good husband. Right. His, Let the guy yeah. grieve and don't put him in the headlines for writing a letter to his wife who just passed away. Right. Um, or like sometimes on social media, like somebody shared so so Seamus got married last weekend. Yes, I, a I lot saw of the wrestlers that. went. But I noticed a couple of the pictures I saw, they actually like did block out the kids because it was like a group photo, it was like Seamus. Oh. Drew McIntyre, like Seth Rollins, Cesaro. There were a couple kids in the picture. I think it was I like did... Seth's kid and like yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a few kids in the picture, but they, they the images like, I saw, they blocked out the kids' face, which yeah, is good. Emojis over their faces. I did see that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Whatever. I think it's a privacy thing. I know a mm-hmm. lot of wrestlers are really. Uh, I remember Undertaker when he started giving interviews out of character. He was always like, "If I'm with my kids, like." I would, I never really want to do pictures with fans. And I really, and he said, for the most part, people respected it, but people don't want to do that, but people don't care. Yeah, of course, because um, wrestling fans are, wrestling fans are horrible people. They should call that the Eminem rule. <laughs> Unless you want to get your ass kicked, <laughs> leave me alone. I, yeah, I don't want to piss off. I don't want, I don't want to piss off the Undertaker. I'm fine. I mean, that's it's fucking wild. I mean, especially when you hear about how conservative some of these wrestlers are. Like they're not. They literally come from towns where they hunt and like fire guns. Like I don't want to piss them off. You know. Hey, speaking they're of, already, uh, they're already uh, bigger than stronger than me with their fists. Now you give them like guns and all. Like no, I'm I'm good. I'll I'll say hello. I'll wave. That's about it. <laughs> Speaking of wrestlers being conservative, uh, we don't have a little news jingle yet, but let's hop into the news. News ticker. Yeah. Mayor Glenn Jacobs of Knox County, Tennessee, a.k.a. Glenn Jacobs, a.k.a. fake. What was he? What was it? No, no, no. What was his first thing? It was fake. He was fake. Oh, fake diesel. Fake Diesel. So it was. So it's Glenn Jacobs, aka Fake Diesel, aka Isaac Yankum, aka Kane. No, aka Big Wreck Machine. Then the monster known as Kane. Then Corporate Kane, and now fucking conservative Republican Mayor 
in just good lord like do you remember when, what what was your first thought sam when he was running what was your first thought when he was running you know i thought it was okay i'm not really big into politics you know and then kane uh glenn jacobs definitely did the the bait and switch where he was yeah. like saying one thing when he was running and then he said another thing after he was elected i feel like that that's what happened um but um for one i'm not a big into politics and for two it's like i feel like if it wasn't glenn jacobs the next guy would have done the same thing because it's tennessee i feel like it was gonna yeah it could it, it probably could have been somebody else he's definitely he's he's pitching his horse to the republican money i mean it's just sad because this is a guy, if you look up on YouTube, there's a clip of him like from 2007 giving an economics lecture about economics, like Keynesian, Keynesian business ethics, which is not uh, necessarily re- Republican or conservative based. Oh, He's wow. a very well-educated man. He knows about, he, he claims to have been libertarian for many years. Libertarian. Which, he ran as libertarian. Yeah. He, he, well, I don't know for this election, but for he in I the past- he did. Or I know. Maybe, I know he didn't run as. I don't think he ran as Republican initially. Yeah, initially. But then when he won, because I remember I watched the video footage and it's on YouTube. There's footage of him when he got elected. It was a big banner that had the Republican elephant and all, and he literally he came up to the podium <laughs> with the with the uh, finger eleven, the slow chemical song. Did he really? I love that song. He really did. For his victory, for his I victory. Love, I, I'm not big into wrestling songs, but I love that song so much. Slow camera. Yeah, yeah, it's such a good it's song. Very yeah. Wow. He is he is something. I mean, so yeah, like it's just it's just since the pandemic, he's definitely hitched his horse to Republican tactics. You know, during the mask stuff, he's like, We don't want to wear it's just so funny though, because he would tweet like we don't want to wear a mask, and then people would send him like memes of him as Kane wearing a mask. I'm like, dude, you wore a mask for a 110 minute Royal Rumble, and you're telling people not to wear a mask as well. Wow, that's crazy. But to me, the coolest thing is that's seeing like they're 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 trying to get him on being a mask. But like for example, Mick Foley is a hardcore liberal. You know, he has called out you know Glenn Jacobs on Twitter. He's literally said like, dude, you, we we used to ride up and down the road together. This is not cool. You know, called him out. X Pac of all people, which a lot of people. You know, say that Sean Walton was very respected backstage and all, but Xbox literally said, "Like, dude, we tagged together. This isn't cool. Come on." This was after, um, this was after Kane or Glenn Jacobs uh, tweet. I'm never not going to call him Kane. I'm when he, when he's being Republican, he's Glenn Jacobs. It's not Kane. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was tweeting out a lot after the the Supreme Court made the ruling about abortion. He was tweeting. Oh out yeah, he that. was so happy about that. He's like, now yeah, we can continue. And- or whatever, and it was so. Funny How we can continue? Like, what do you mean continue? Like, what are you he talking? said something weird like that, and then um, uh, what was it? There was some pay per view in Tennessee. Oh, it was SummerSlam, I think. So and that was the thing. I, I did, yeah. so when I went to so when I went to SummerSlam this past year, he was there. He they they did two big cut to the camera pops. One was for Kid Rock, who was sitting in the stands. Uh, most of the people booed for him, but. Man, when Glenn Jacobs came into the ring to announce, he did the uh, he announced the uh, audience total, which are all which oh, by the way, those those figures are made up too. It's all a work. It you know is. It's mean? all a work. I mean, that show from Something. beginning to end is a lie. Even the stuff that happens after behind the scenes is a lie. Behind the scenes is a lie too. Hey, there are people that think the CM Punk thing is a work too, and he'll be back next week. It's uh, there are people who still think the Montreal screw job is a work, and they're gonna they're gonna it's work. So crazy. I don't. 
understand how people can think the Montreal screw job was a work. I really don't. Yeah, it's 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 so wild. I'm like, if anyone thinks that, I'm like, I'm sorry. Like it's been New going on for that. 40 years. Yeah. <laughs> Tell that to AJ Styles, you know. Yeah. A, AJ Styles probably believes the most a phenomenal denier. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, yeah. Trent Jacobs got a healthy reaction, and because he's Tennessee, obviously that's why they were just they were like, yeah. Me and my buddy were just like, oh, come on, Kane, we, you, you've gone corporate, Kane. We like the old guy better. Yeah, yeah. and his uh, that that tweet that he did about about uh, Rowan Wade getting yeah. returned. The re the the replies to it were just everybody was just attacking him. It was funny. Oh, of course, no that one supported, and and a lot of wrestlers. Didn't like you know because you would think a lot of wrestlers like oh, I'm not going to play politics. No wrestlers called him out. Page yeah, called him out. They did. Renee a lot of wrestlers Young, even, like called him a piece of shit and stuff like that. Yeah, like, like really direct, like, brutal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Foley has been really ad- active on Twitter. Like he'll like I think there were a couple times when Vince would tweet out something about Donald Trump. Foley would like retweet him or like go after like retweet at him and go, you need to remove Donald Trump from the WWE Hall of Fame. And that's that's kind of cool because, you know, Foley doesn't have to do that, but he's like he knows his platform. He knows he'll always be, you know, respected by the company. So, yeah, he. Yeah. I mean, even if if, like someday they were like, you know what, you're too outspoken. We don't want to work with you anymore. He's still held on a pedestal by the the fans in the wrestling. The fan. He's the hardcore legend. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No one's going to. No one's gonna know. I don't know when the last time he was on TV. I think he he guest refereed a Hell in a Cell match. That might have been the last time he was. Um, oh, yeah, I don't remember. Or maybe he was. I guess he was in the Undertaker documentary, so maybe that was. It uh, doesn't count. I didn't watch it. <laughs> you never watched it? I haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it yet. Is it good? The last. I highly, highly, highly. This is a random aside for our listeners, but I highly, 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 highly cannot say enough things about the undertaker it's called last ride yeah. uh yeah he, if you just want to know, well, he unfortunately retired around the time where i was really like fed up with wrestling in wwe got uh, it you know right before vince man left <laughs> <laughs> right now you're all on board again. Uh. hell yeah hell yeah hey but, speaking uh, of Kane, so what's he doing now so he's basically tweeting out about how they they're trying to outlaw drag queen performances from Tennessee. I mean, this is a man who he's, he, he should, of all people, he should understand performance and characters. So a lot yeah. of people have been doing like memes of Kane and gold, gold dust, because, you know, gold dust kind of back in the day crossed that line between androgyny and, you know, what could be considered different forms, you know, sexuality. And so just a lot of people are coming after him. Like, dude, like you're from the attitude era, you should know better. Is he trying to ban uh, burlesque altogether or just like all? Because I think the headline I saw was all age burlesque shows. Yeah, it was all. Drag, it was not all burlesque, of, drag, drag. Drag, but I do think he mentioned in the audio clip for the article there was something about burlesque as well, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. The thing is, is like, if it's all ages, okay, if it's all ages, like if you're a parent and you're going to a drag show, you know exactly what you're going to. You're you know exactly yeah. what you're taking your kids to. Parental guidance. I mean, every drag show or performance or movie I've been to, I mean, parental guidance is there because it's mm-hmm. all, the onus is on the parent. You know right, what I mean? Right. That's yeah. not that, just that like, you know, just like sex in a movie. You can, you know, you can like, get into, you know, I mean, movies I've seen, I've been, I'm mm-hmm. going to movie theaters again lately. No one's checking if a kid is 16 or above for an R rated movie. No one's checking that anymore. The onus, the responsibility is on the kid to go. Yeah. It's on the parent to be more responsible 
So this idea of, oh, we're protecting, well, that's how they always frame it. All these Republicans, they, anytime right. it's abortion or gay rights, we're protecting the family. I'm like, well, the family needs to have a sit down and talk about these things. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Though, the family needs to decide if they're going to go to these shows or not. Because if they are, right. then they are. And if they're not, then they're not, basically. If they're not, they're not. You know? Yeah, I don't think outlawing drag shows is going to like stop. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a homophobe thing, I think. It, it's definitely it's it's rooted in the right wing homophobia, you know, just yeah. xenophobia. Because just, I can see sort of, a young person who maybe doesn't know, maybe questions themselves, and they go to a drag show. They're like, "I'm home. I found myself. I found my place." You know, and so yeah, to and, and there's drag plenty shows, of that. They're going to eliminate Tennessee, that. Tennessee of all places. Yeah, especially when you have Dollywood, you have Nashville, Tennessee. You have so many performance outlets in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. You know, it, there's no reason you need to. It's it's a waste of time. It's a waste of. How about let's let's focus on budgets. Let's focus on you know why are things so expensive right now? You know, lowering lowering the deficit isn't that something the voters want to spend more time on? We have an election coming up, and the candidates. You know, you watch all these commercials right now for campaign campaigns and all it's like just buzzwords there's no actual substance it's always just abortion they're coming for your guns police taxes i'm just like you're not saying anything even this policy right now it's not saying anything so yeah it's just another it's just another shitty day you're right though they they're focusing on the wrong things altogether yes entertainment you know it's entertainment so it's like either be entertained by it or don't but like just let entertainment be they shouldn't be dialing it down. Like you said, they should be dialing it up a little bit. I mean, especially anything you, you we've, it's a tale as old as time. There's always been censorship issues with music, video games, yeah. violent video games are ruining us. Violent music is ruining us. Wrestling. When Kane wrestles for WWE or WWF or attitude era, that was also put on notice, you know, by politicians. Kane's the one that put, I just saw this on the other day on TV. Kane put a car battery up to Shane McMahon's crotch area and electrocuted him in the balls. You know, That's so couldn't a little kid go the same family that he's afraid might get confused by a drag show? They're going to get confused by him putting a car battery, attaching it to Shane McMahon. Aren't they going to get confused by that? Well, no, that's performance. Exactly. Drag shows are just performance as well. Yep. And Undertaker's mom had sex with Paul Bear on the floor. <laughs> that oh, was a performance. That was an Oscar worthy <laughs> performance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. In a hey, funeral so- parlor. So uh, the WWE apparently has conducted, has completed their investigation on Vince McMahon. Uh, the final tally, <laughs> the final tally is $19.4 million that he paid <laughs> out in hush money. And uh, I guess we'll see where we go from there. Do you think he comes back? No, oh, he's not coming back. I, the, he's getting to gracefully leave. Uh, take, the, take the leave. Yeah, right. Exactly. Someone needs to hear from you. There's rumors that he's going to have a special honorary mention at this year's Hall of Fame. Sure, you want to do a little package on Vince? Great, but Vince, right off into the sunset. Take yeah, the take right. the bow. Go. We don't need any more from you. Thank you, Vince. Well, yes, we wouldn't have wrestling today if it weren't for Vince and all that stuff. But there's a lot of heat on him right now. He needs to just let the heat die down and go away. We don't need to hear from him. Everybody is way more excited about the product when he's not not there. I believe. Oh man, ratings, the last six months have been amazing. Ratings have been better, certainly. Yes, okay. Ratings I know the purists. 
I know the AEW purists out there who are listening are going to be like, well, but ratings went down this week. I'm like, yeah, there was probably Monday Night Football against Monday Night Football, against playoffs, against college stuff. Sure, not every yeah. show is a home run. Well, but I'm going to go on the record, and I'm going to say that Raw was pretty mediocre this year or uh, this week. However, it was on Halloween, so they're not anticipating a lot of people watching them. No, and also they just got over a great SmackDown last Friday. I, I do mm-hmm. think you have to look at it like – each show is an episode of television. Yeah, yeah. right. Every show is not going to be a uh, award winner. We got we we. I still remember there was like we're going to hear a, we're going to see a big creative splash at SummerSlam, and lo and behold, Brock Lesnar lifted a fucking ring with the fucking with the fucking like built bulldozer or whatever. I'm just like that's. I don't think Vince would have approved of that. We also no, I don't think he would either. We also got at SummerSlam a uh, damage control, and they've been yeah. a pretty big. Uh, they were able to just. They really start. It was like rewriting a new chapter that summer. Kind of was, especially because those two girls were gone. Dakota were Kai gone, got released you know, in April, and then Io Shirai was refusing to sign a new contract. Yep. And then as soon as H came in, just hey, let's get to work. And good for them because I frankly they would be on AEW Dark Elevation right now, wrestling on YouTube. <laughs> well, Io would have gone back to Japan. Japan, uh, probably. A la, a la Kyrie Sane. Yes. Because that's what her that was. Wasn't that because Kyrie? That was a whole issue with like Kyrie getting injured from Nia Jax and yeah, she got injured and then I think her contract was up at the same time or something. And she's like, "I'm out. I'm done. I'm out. I'm good." (laughs) You know, no more power to her. Apparently, Nia Jax is a big anti-vaxxer. That's that's the big rumor. Again, you know, for anybody who's like, "No," I'm like, I'm speaking mostly in rumors, but that's the allegation that she. You know, wasn't wanting to get vaccinated for all these upcoming tours and also. What do you think about the possibility of her coming back? Since uh, you know, The Rock is the Rock is kind of. I mean, yeah, her and Simone Johnson, or AK. Well, you know, Simone's it's Ava Rain. That's Ava Rain. Yeah, which I don't. I can't believe too close to Roman's last name. It's a little bit too much there. Also, I can't as soon as they debuted her as part of the Joe Gacy stable or whatever. um, Which I don't know what what is the name of that stable? Schism or whatever. uh, Schism. Schism, isn't that a tool song? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. <laughs> of course, it's named after a tool song. Um, I just love how as soon as they debuted Ava Rain, the announcer in that moment went, When it rains, it pours. I'm like, oh, did really? you? <laughs> you have to go straight for the pun of when it rains, it pours. What are we doing? They have to say, When it rains, it pours. I just think it's a too close to Roman Reigns because, like, if she joins the bloodline someday, it'll be Roman Reigns and Ava Rain. Ava Rain, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's coming, you know. Um, I feel like they wanted to get her out. There's gonna be some if the rock does in fact come back uh for this uh, re- uh WrestleMania, I definitely could see her showing up in his corner or something going. So about her, like the thing is is she has his original face, so her face is super round, it looks just like him. <laughs> and uh she she's okay, she's a halfway decent talker. I enjoyed her promo that she did this past week on NXT. But her teeth, her teeth look like they're too big for her mouth. And that's going to be like, that's going to bother me. It's like she can't even close her mouth. <laughs> what was that James Bond character, Jaws, who had like the metal, like, <laughs> the ah, metal mouth? A little, yeah. little bit like that, a big mouth. It's fine. I think I think with her, it's just a matter of, you know, she's doing some promos right now. Don't, don't push her down her, our throats. Bring her in slowly. You know, I think it's good that she's in a faction, you know. Yeah, me too, because then she kind of blends in more. She can blend in. She can push work right to the people, top. You know, 
we don't need like she's got a long way to go still so that's she has a long way to go still it's almost like do we need to see her we don't need technically to see her during this big rock roman thing but i feel like just natural default of bloodline and Mm -hmm. relatives and relations she'll probably poke her head around that feud maybe you know so it's better that she pokes her head out now and kind of builds up a little bit of just promo experience, whatever. We don't even know yeah. she's going to wrestle. You know? That way, she does have more experience for who knows what's going to happen in the next few months. Next few months, it's going to be it's going to be wild. You know. Do um, you think the Rock's going to come back at WrestleMania to face Roman? It's funny. Like I feel like they're playing a lot of red herrings and mis- misdirections and swerves to be like, oh, he's busy with the XFL because you know now word's getting out that oh his movie schedule's opening up. Well, oh right, his schedule cleared up early in the year. Yeah, so Brian Gewertz, who's Rock's a producing partner, he's he's been his writer since the beginning. He actually has a really good book out, by the way. If you want to learn more about just writing for oh, WWE, Brian, Brian Gewertz. Yeah, oh, he's that's a, cool. I always, yeah, I, I love listening to ex WWE writers on podcasts and just hearing exactly like, what they have to say and their experiences and things like that. It's such an interesting. It's so funny. Everybody's like, "Why don't you want to write for WWE?" I'm like, I've I've heard too many stories. It's because of too many stories from these podcasts. I'm like, no, it it would be a nightmare to write. I mean, it would still be an experience, though. I'm sure you would still get, you know, you would get to meet the people. You you'd be around a few months before they. It's not a Vince McMahon regime anymore either. Yeah, I I think I. I I'm not trying to say like it would be a complete horror experience. It would it would certainly be interesting. I could maybe do it for a year, but there is that thing of. I don't want necessarily to see, I don't want to be too close to how the sausage is made. Yeah, know? I can see that. I think it will, it will, the, the mystique and the sheen might wear off if I were to write for that, that program. There's so many other things I'd rather write for than, than, <laughs> than, than <laughs> WWE. I kind of enjoying it from afar. You know what I mean? Like it really yeah. is. It's, it's the most, it's like this old school American art form. You know what I mean? Like it's been around, it's been around, if you think about it, like it's been around since the pioneer days, you know, apparently according to experts, like it's been around since the carnival days, the pioneer days, it's kind of this, like, it's kind of like old school magician and magic and trickery and all like it's, Oh yeah. It absolutely athletics is. And magic and working the crowd. And it's, it's a whole, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. And I just, I have so much respect for it. And part of me is just like, you know, yeah, I could probably, write a promo or two for a Baron Corbin. I'm sure I could figure out. Yeah, I'm sure that'd could... be better than his promo. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Baron Corbin, I was talking to my wife about this on Monday. They're yeah. trying so hard. They're throwing everything they can at the wall to get Baron Corbin over, you know, and now he's with JBL and they're climbing the wrestling God. Well, are they That's trying the to get him over or just, just they need something new for his heel gimmick? Because I will say, he he's been a good heel. That whole happy Corbin thing with the lucky and throwing it. thing. You didn't you didn't like it, and, and no, you, and you I don't feel like that it was it wasn't like heel heat. It was like go away. You felt. Yeah, that I've never liked Corbin to tell you the truth, but I feel like he's never really gotten over as uh, yeah. It's always been go away heat. It's not really heel heat. I think with him, he. I, I remember, like, especially when Madcap Moss was paired with him. Oh, that's too. another. That's a whole side note. Like, that guy was like, oh, he turned on his bad guy friend. Now he's a baby face heel and then just completely disappeared. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's super botchy. I am, he injured a couple people in NXT back in the day, I think. Okay. So, I wasn't I'm not I, a big I, fan I, of him. Uh, he's currently dating Emma, though. Oh, cool. So that's yeah. why she came back. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> they, they actually posted pictures together uh, SummerSlam weekend. And I was like, oh, wow. And, you know, like she's dating a WWE guy. And then next thing you know, she's back in the door. 
he's back in the door, you know, or like Cora Jade and Braun Breaker, they're dating too. Yeah, so. they are. They are. They're the same age too. No, I think he's yeah. like three years older than her. But I'm, I was surprised oh. that they're like around. He's the like age. 25 or something. So I think man. he's like 24 and she's like 21, something like that. Oh, damn. I thought she was yeah. a little older. <laughs> she's doing really good though, man. Cora Jade. Yeah. I remember when she was on the Indies, uh, she was Elena Black. I think okay. Her name was. And she was like this little witchy girl and she was really good, but like, she's really like turned it up and I'm really happy with what she's doing. Cora yeah. Jade, I, I like what she's doing with the, she, I forget who she faced. Uh, Roxanne now. Perez, who was Roxanne also Perez. from the Indies. Do you know much about her? I don't know much about her. So her name was rock dash C R O K dash C. So Roxy. So Roxy. Okay. Yeah. And she was uh, a Booker T student at a reality of wrestling. And she okay, yeah, in uh, Houston, right? Yeah, in Houston. Yeah, she started wrestling pro uh, when she was seventeen, and so they oh, called wow. her the Prodigy. She was a seventeen-year-old prodigy. So yeah, she's so that's good, good for her. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, I feel like it's good that you know NXT is for a while, especially like during that whole like two point rebrand. It was like we got to get these football players who haven't really wrestled. Like, you know, but you also need workhorses, people from the Indies to work mm-hmm. around those green people. You to know, make them the look green, good. The green horns aren't going to get better unless they're working with people who've been on the Indies. So you still need a few of those. So it's it's good to see we're infusing, you know, veterans with – and it's like Kevin Owens is coming back there. You know, you're seeing people coming back to the mm-hmm. NXT to give them experience. And, and again, like there are great athletes who've taken to it quickly. Braun, I think Braun Breaker's taken to this really quickly. I, I really you know like what? Him. I really hated him at first, but I'm starting to really like him. Uh, his moveset, yes, he has Goldberg's moveset, but I think he's coming along just fine for what he's Yeah, doing. he does some really good power moves, though. Yes. And he's got that good, like, just look. Like, he looks like a fucking, yeah. like... But the, the, the problem to me is that he sounds like Scott Steiner. When he opens his <laughs> and you saw that clip of Scott. They asked Scott Steiner, hey, any advice for Braun? He goes, yeah, stop stealing my shit. <laughs> oh, what? No, I didn't see that. Uh, did you see yeah, the asked- for three with them? Yeah, and that's what they did in that table for three, yeah, too. they were rousing about stealing their shit. He's like, I'm not stealing it. I'm honoring you guys. <laughs> the funny thing, though, the funny thing, though, is uh, there was one part where Braun fell on his face and Scott Steiner was uh, making fun of him. Scott's like, oh, I don't know where you got that from. That's not in my repertoire. In 2003, <laughs> there was a clip of Scott Steiner on the ring apron and he edges on the floor. Or not and edges, he falls, lands, yeah. And he falls on his face on the on the floor. So I'm like, what are you talking about? You taught him that. <laughs> I'm sure he was just working, working us at the table for three people. Oh yeah, he's not going to mention that for the rest of his life. No, um, it's funny because that was taped around the time of the speech, you know. Which again, that's the other thing, you know, Scott. Like, let's be honest here, Scott Steiner. You wouldn't be in the Hall of- if it weren't for Braun Breaker becoming this rising star with WWE. They wouldn't have gotten, you know, there was so much heat with. There was so much heat. On him. Yeah, yeah. Like- in 2015, when I went to WrestleMania, there were and yeah. Raw, there were signs. For security that said, do not let this man in. And it was a picture of Scott Steiner. Of Scott Steiner. Yeah, that's real. I, that's yeah. not a word. Yeah. Because he told Hogan's wife he, he's going to kill Hogan. <laughs> he, he had heat with Hogan, Flair. He had heat with everybody. And tri- oh, he shit on Triple H a lot, too. He even, I remember watching old Nitro promos recently. And he was like, Nitro sucks. You should watch WWF instead. <laughs> on Nitro, he would say that. On Nitro. Yeah. He's a... Uh... He is a wild. Um, he was he was cool though. Yeah. But yeah, let's get to Crown Jewel. Yeah, absolutely. There was one more news I wanted to think. I think I wanted to say, uh, but I don't remember it. So yeah, let's go to Crown Jewel. 
Hell yeah. Um, oh, I, oh, we were gonna. I mean, we're gonna mention quickly just that uh, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is is wrestling. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, the, the yeah. pro wrestling Noah thing. So yeah. I read last night that apparently Triple H was the one who made the first contact to pro wrestling Noah to get Shinsuke Nakamura in a match against uh, the Great Muda in a retirement. I guess allegedly not, they had asked like during the Vince McMahon era, and Vince obviously shut down immediately. So and. Triple H took over. He was like, "Okay, let me. I don't want this window to close." So I can see Nakamura even telling him, "Hey, can we do this now?" Yeah. Oh, you think Nakamura can tell Vince? No, of course not. Yeah, and again, it's part of Great Muda's retirement tour. Right. You know, this is exactly. like, you know, and, and it's yeah, just he's like one of the legend, most legendary wrestlers ever. Yeah. So this to me is a great. <laughs> it's and then of course we can mention like all the all the Twitter marks are just like making up like Sheamus versus Suzuki. You know? <laughs> yes. And then uh, I also read that uh, Triple H called Pro Wrestling Noah and they're like, hey, can we do this uh, Nakamura versus Great Muda match? And they're like, oh, hold on a second. Hey, hello, Tony Khan. Hey, do you mind if we... <laughs> and so right, goes, because Great Muda was on... Yeah. Because, well, because they have a rela- working relationship with AEW and they didn't want to... They were primarily working and also, I guess, yeah, because Muda is not a contracted... He was just on AEW, but he was not a contracted... Yeah, and so they don't, wanna, they don't want Tony Khan to get mad at them, so they... They right. called him before they said yes to Triple H, apparently. Maybe I not mean, it's so weird year. about that sort of like Tony – and then like Billy Gunn wasn't on the DX reunion, which you know about – you know why that didn't happen, right? Yes, because they wanted them to say AEW's Billy Gunn. Yes, that's it, which I wonder – it's so interesting because earlier this year, what did we see at Royal Rumble? We saw Impact's own Mickey James show up at the Rumble – with the title, it even oh, said impact. Impact, impact champion. Yeah. So it's like okay. So at the beginning of the year, you did this. Now, was well, the thing this is, is impact isn't a threat. So it really is. It really comes down to it's not a matter of we're open for business. It's no. What do we view as a threat? What do we view as a working relationship? Who's been and pissing us off the last who's been year? Pissing us off. You know. Yeah. I mean, I guess Tony Khan's sister Mega called them about. There's oh. allegations that yes. they were reaching out to Malachi Black and contract the talent. And then their lawyer, whose name, I believe her name is Mega Khan. She's Tony Khan's sister, if I'm not mistaken. She reached out and was like, yo, you're you're reaching out to contract the talent that's illegal. You cannot do this. Yeah, and that probably I think Tony Khan even confirmed that on, on that, that scrum where CM Punk blew his, blew his uh, staff. Blew his lid. Poor Larry the dog. <laughs> That's the one. And then, uh, so the whole CM Punk thing, I guess, is coming to an end. Uh, they're making commercials about the Young Bucks. Have you seen those commercials? Yeah, where it looks like it's like Thanos vanishing. They're yeah, like, they're crazy. They're blowing, they're blowing my mind. Uh, anyway, um, Cole Cabana was on AEW last night. That's my me, sign that CM Punk ain't coming back. To me, that is, and just the way that he's on Dynamite. He's on the main, he's not yes. on Dark Elevation. Not, he's not, not on not Dark. It's not no, Rick Honor. Prime time, ring up in, in a prominent story with Chris Jericho. If that isn't a sign of what is happening, like wow. I was funny because I wasn't watching it, but I was like listening to it, and then they're like, and his opponent, and they're boom, boom, like, oh shit, and I ran. Uh, yeah, because he got a good pop. He yeah, got a good. Pop. Yeah, I thought they were in Chicago. And yes, it, I know there's me marks me like no, but it fits the story. I'm like yes, it fits the story, and yeah, I, of course he put a. He, 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 uh, Colt jobbed out, but 
still, I think it's a sign. It's definitely a message to those in the know. It's a message of like, no, we know who signed it. And yeah. it fits with the story of Jericho telling, oh, CM Punk, you're yeah. a cancer in the locker room. I could see, yeah. I could see Jericho pushing for this more than Tony. Oh, that's true. I could see that too. And it's like a dream match for Colt, you know? Yeah, of course. Colt's like ultimate workhorse. Now, do you think the only I'm, I, this is what I'm curious about because there were rumors, especially you know, if you listen to like Brian Alvarez or if you listen to Cornette, that Tony was looking to because he he doesn't do these releases from AEW. He just kind of lets contracts run out if someone isn't you know yeah like Big Swole, Big Swole um, or uh, uh, Marco Stunt. You know, Marco yeah. Stunt is part of the Jurassic Express, and it, a lot of people were just like, you know, it's not CM Punk letting Cole get fired. It's you know, Tony Khan's being like, well, this guy really isn't drawing. He's not doing much with Dark Order. And I will be honest here. I felt that he was out of place with Dark Order. He was better off just working enhancement matches or doing stuff on Dark Elevation or maybe here and there doing something on Dynamite. You know, he could be he could be sort of a enhancement talent for like, a, you know, a heel or something to get somebody over like a Brody King or something. Cabana? Comes in. Cabana, yeah. I did oh, not yeah. see him in Dark Order fit. No, I, I did, did not, not like him. that. I did not like that at all because he's goofy and he's silly and that's his appeal. Yeah, and it almost said it, it. Dark Order is not supposed to be a comedy thing, you know? right? But Dark Order, what 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 it was, the idea behind it was, uh, they're losers that band together to become winners. I I guess you know. So, but that to me that that and in the words of Brian Alvarez, that geeks them out. Like, okay, they're only going to view them in this lens of being jobbers. And if they're losers that are banding together, then they're a jobber squad. You know. Yeah, I mean, it's like you, right? Say you got cast to be on some TV show, uh, but instead of doing comedy, you had to do handstands. Yeah, right. And you're like, well, this is not what I do. So if if you end up not liking me, that's not really my fault. That's not my fault. You're telling me you're you're putting me in this box. So. Right. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. They put him in a box. That's that's exactly the case. Yeah. I easily think he could have been. You know, I I don't think he would have been like a a, a main eventer, Colt Cabana. But I do think oh. if he had stayed out of, he could have just been you know a good good hand for them. Yeah. You know? He could have definitely held the, the TNT title at one point. Held the TNT title or like, you know, what's his name? QT Marshall. Like QT Marshall doesn't have a great record at AEW, but he, he comes in, gets a match done when they need. Uh, uh, Dustin Rhodes. QT Marshall. I hate that guy. QT Marshall. QT Marshall. But I mean, I'm just saying they have these guys at AEW that aren't necessarily winning, aren't there to win matches. They're just there to put over talent, make people look good. Yeah. And yeah. there's no reason Colt couldn't have done that. Now, did the, so here's the question do you think that cm punk truly do you think that story is true that cm punk asked tony khan hey fire this guy or do you think tony took his own liberties and was like these two don't get along and he's not doing much for us i'm gonna release him i think it's a second one i think tony probably took it upon himself or even like his inner circles like hey these guys don't really like each other yeah i i can see that i don't see CM Punk, I the, the the frustration in his eyes at that, and again, I know we're we're focusing on this this media scrum, but the frustration in his eyes when he's like, "I want fuck to do with this guy," mm-hmm. I don't think CM just you saw the look in his eyes; he had nothing to do with it. Like, I could see Tony yeah. being like, "Whoa, these two don't like each other, and who's the bigger draw? Let's just, and he's not doing much. It's time to go." Right? Yeah, and the thing is, is like I can see CM Punk not even wanting to bring him up in conversation. Yeah. You know, not even bring him him. up. Just pretend like he doesn't exist. Yeah, but then Tony Khan's like, "Well, I he shouldn't see him." So I, I think, <laughs> I, think I do think it was Tony Khan that took it upon himself, uh, for whatever reason, to uh, to 
put a cap on Colt Cabana. Yeah. And maybe Tony Khan should have come out sooner and just be like, hey, I made the decision. This is nothing to do with Punk. Like, I, I felt right, that because Punk got a lot of heat for it. Yeah. I the think fans, Tony- he went in Chicago and the fans were even chanting Colt Cabana. Exactly. That's where the frustration came from. That's And then he felt the need to do that, which, so I was talking to a friend of mine. They were like, well, Punk knew he was injured after that match at All, uh, all Out. Yeah. He knew he was going to be away for a while. He was hurt. He was tired. He was like, instead of going online and tweeting, hey, we're about to do a media scrum. Let me just put it all out there because I know I'm going to be on the shelf for like nine months. So part of it was like he knew he wasn't going to come back for a bit. So he's just like, fuck it. Let's put it all out there. And you know what? Honestly, he's getting older. He knows his body. He Maybe he said, I'm not going to come back from this injury, you know? Uh, and he was just pissed off. And he said some shit. And the Bucks, you know, confronted him. And it just one thing led to another. It just led to another. It led to a whole thing. Ace yeah. Steel biting people. Because like, I could have just seen Punk just, you know, he had a super chip on his shoulder. He was super pissed. And for whatever his reason was, right? And, you know, the Bucks come confront him. It's funny because the CM Punk side of things are like, the Bucks, the Young Bucks kicked the door down. And, you know, for a fight. And then the Young Bucks were like, oh, we, we opened the door nice. And we came in and we were like, hello. And, and Omega the lawyer was there too. Yeah. So it was a whole thing. Oh, the lawyer was I, there? That's the also part of the others, the, the, the Bucks elite side camp is oh, that okay. Mega the lawyer was there. Witness. Allegedly, it's like Mega was telling CM Punk to settle. Again, these are all just he said, she said at this point. Yeah, Mega was CM, CM to settle down. Then there's rumors that it wasn't the door hitting Larry the dog. Kenny Omega actually picked up the dog and handed it to Lucy. And Ace Steel didn't know what Kenny was doing to Lucy and literally tried Lucy? to know what. Uh, Lucy is Ace Steel's wife. Oh, okay, okay. That's the big thing. Like, oh, and- so he was, so he may have bit him in thinking he was defending his wife. Thinking that somebody's attacking my wife. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's the part of the biting thing is I got, or somebody put him in like a cross hold and he just bit I know uh, Ace Steel was quietly released a week or two ago. Yes, he's been released. So clearly, you know, this the invest the investigations, man, has come mm-hmm. out. That, yeah. It's over. Yeah. I mean, Coco Ban is on AEW. It's over. He's on AEW. <laughs> Ace Steel's gone. I don't think Punk yeah. is coming back. I don't think you know, Punk's coming back either. I think really Punk coming- either going to just pay him weekly or pay him one lump of sum, one lump of money. Well, I'm probably just going to be a lump sum. You know, then there's like debate about the release, the 90 day contract. But again, he's injured. So he's not going to go they, anywhere. Where's he going to go? I, Where's he are they thinking he's going to, are they thinking he's going to AW? I think he's going to go on like just some show and just do a promo pipe bomb on AEW. I mean, he does have talking power. I mean, I guess I bet it's not even about the 90 day thing. I bet it's about a gag order. Like you can't, he, they basically don't want him yeah. to talk about it. Yeah. That's right. what it is. You're right. Okay, well, let's, let's I, hop into uh, Crown Jewel. I still got some Crown Jewel special appearance. CM Punk on Crown Jewel. That'll yeah, be all the way to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, yeah. So he's jump in the I mean, you've heard you've heard his comments. Like there was at one point he was yelling at the Miz on Twitter about something, and he literally goes, "Go, go, go, suck a Saudi blood covered dick." And then yeah. this was when he was working for backstage uh, Fox. Fox oh, wow. made not Fox made him take that tweet down. That's how wow. bad. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people do say like blood money. Um, that one time when they were there and Vince Man kind of left everybody uh, for dead. <laughs> Whatever happened. That's there. I, that's such a wild story. Allegedly, like he pulled a feed early, and cameramen were getting bad, like yelling, and you know there was a plane that was left, a plane of talent. You know. Yeah, yeah. But, but Vince's plane I am was excited. Long gone. For- Vince's plane was long gone. 
Yes, he he left immediately. Yeah. All right. So I got a match. I got a match listing here. Uh, we did mention yes. Damage Control earlier, and the two girls from Damage Control, Dakota Kai and Io Sky. I keep wanting to say Io Shirai. Uh, Io Sky yeah. are uh, challenging the new NXT, not NXT, the new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions. WWE Women's, yeah. Oscar and Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss. Hell yeah! What do you think about this? Now I didn't see their raw. I didn't see their raw match, but it sounds like it's a good back and forth. Is it yeah. too soon for a rematch, or do you, or do you give them the pay per view award? You know, I'm just happy to see we have now two women's matches on the main crown jewel card. You know that it used to be a thing. First, first there was no women matches. First there was the, no women, right? Then there was. They have to dress in their sort of yeah, Saudi completely Saudi. covered. Covered. I think they've loosened that a little bit. I mean, they're not dressing up in fucking you know bronze panties or whatever. There's gonna be no bronze <laughs> panty matches. Let's see if that's gonna be progressive. Saudi if we bring back a bronze panty match only at Saudi Arabia. Only in Saudi Arabia. Arabia. That crown jewel. <laughs> that crown jewel. Right. I'm excited for this match, though. I did. I did not like. I said I didn't see the raw match, so it was a good match. I'm excited. It was a good match. Um, Bianca. Uh, took out Bailey because Bailey was getting involved, and so Bianca Bailey was getting involved. Like a cross uh, body, and they went over the barrier. It's great. No, the storyline with Bailey is great. Uh, does this? Here's a question for me because I know they're also involved in a match at this Crown Jewel. The the it's a last, so it's a stipulation match. It's a last woman standing match. Does the feud end? Uh, does it the feud end on Saturday, or does it continue to? Does it continue to? Because you know what the next big pay per view is. Uh, uh, War Games Survivor Series. Oh, do you, right. Survivor Series do you do you keep this feud going? Yes. Till War Games Survivor Series. That's the question. Absolutely. You know, to a War Games. I would yeah. like to see a war. So I'll give you my thoughts. I would like to see this continue to War Games. You know, this is the time of year where you can let feuds stretch out. You know, there's basically this is like the last pay, like you have one more pay per view, then you have all the way till World Rumble season, which is you know again when. People like to jump in. They're, they've gotten rid of day one, the, the day one pay-per-view. There's no longer a New Year's Day. Yeah, they canceled that one, which is good because this is too many. It didn't, it didn't do it to me. It didn't do anything last year. You know, no, yes, I saw really the main. Did. I did I did like the the car wreck main event of last year. It was a it was a shame that Biggie lost this title, but I did like the car wreck of having Seth Rollins, Big E, Brock Lesnar, Lashley all in one jumble match. It was it was a fun oh, yeah, I forgot about that. It was a good fatal four way, <clears throat> but I think we just need we need time till Royal Rumble. We need to stretch out feuds right now. This is that time of the year. I agree. Had, yeah, and start new feuds. War games coming up, so people are going to watch again. So how do you stretch this feud going? Maybe does Bailey do some schmas finish? Like some sort of <clears throat> is there some a like where she like puts a pallet on top of her like with a forklift? Something like that. yeah, yeah. Some some totally cheap finish where uh bianca is not uh unconscious but she just physically can't get up exactly like something you know the last last person standing match you saw was brock lesnar roman at at at, at SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. so i could see this being a big old car wreck so i'm ex- i'm excited for the last women standing match i'm excited for the tag team match you know people are going to get involved on both matches it's going to be it's going to be just chaos oh yeah um, i can see i can see uh bailey and Bianca not getting involved in the tag team match just because their match is kind of a higher stakes. Yeah, I think you do the tag first and you then do the tag first, yeah. And the tag girls get involved in the main the event. The tag girls get involved in their match. Yes, yes. that's what happens. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh who do you see walking out with either of the of the titles? The women's tag team? I, I could the see the title. I could see Alexa. I could see I don't th- I think if they just changed the title. 
I don't think they're going to pop the tail the tag titles. I could see Alexa and Asuka holding on to them. And then I could see something schmaz happening and Bailey stealing one on uh, Bianca. And that leads us into war games. You know? Yeah, I can see that too. I could even uh, see Bailey like just getting so cocky that maybe her girls even turn on her at war games or walk out on her. Interesting. Yes. You know, so I think this is about keeping war games alive. Uh, I can see something schmaz happening with Bianca. I don't want to see Bianca lose a title, but I also, you know, I want to keep this feud going. Sometimes you got to, you got to get a win on. And Sometimes I think you, it, right, yeah, because if Bailey loses it too many cements times, Bailey as a heel if she's walking around with the, ti- with the title. You know, we want heel heat on her, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I would love to see Bailey as women's women's champion. That would be great. But I'm also fantastic. hoping for one. I hope that this Bailey-Bianca feud continues and then you get eventually Sasha Bailey, Sasha Bailey-Bianca in a, in a three-way at Mania, something like that. Oh, that'd be good. I, I can't wait for them to come back. I, I'm really interested to see how they incorporate Sasha and Naomi back into the roster. I could see Sasha coming back to either feud Bailey or, or feud with Bianca. I mean, because there's still there's an untold rematch with Bianca and uh, Sasha. We never got well, that. What? Okay, so check this out. I just fantasy booked this in my head. So Bailey gets super cocky. She wins wins title. She gets super cocky. Uh, Dakota and EO, like, you know what, Bailey, forget this. And they leave her. They turn and on He's like, yeah. I got new girls, Naomi and Sasha Banks. Yeah, that, that's really hell of a super. You know what that is? If it's Bailey, Naomi, and Sasha, do you realize that's like the female ev- evolution? Yeah, no, that's the female all main eventers. That's like yeah. if uh, Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage, and Ultimate Warrior were a group. And then you <laughs> could have Bianca team up with, like, you know, you could have Asuka. You could have Charlotte come back. Yeah, it could be Charlotte. It could be Charlotte and Becky with with Bianca, and then you have Bailey, Sasha, and Naomi. Maybe that's the War Games. Do you rush that and do that at War Games, or do you save that three way tag for something else? You know. Yeah, I think you do a six person at War Games, and then you just do whatever else later. But I'm excited for what there's a lot in the women's division. That I'm very excited for. I'm excited for both those matches. We got a we got a men's SmackDown tag team title match: the Usos against and the Brawling Brutes. Uh, the Brawling Brutes. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the Brawling Brutes. What What makes you not a fan? You don't, you haven't been uh, liking. I, I really don't like Ridge Holland. I don't know. <laughs> he's the one who injured you, injured Big E. He's the one who injured. Yes, he's the yeah, one who injured yeah. Kofi. Although Kofi, excuse me, not Kofi. Just, Big E. Yeah, I don't like big sloppy. You know, people that just uh, have, don't have regard for other people's safety. Of course. Yeah. But I will say I like the Donnie Burke match at Extreme Rules. I like the the other three-way they did at uh, – there was a SmackDown three-way they did as well. You know, they've been working together well with Sheamus. So the real – this to me, yeah. this is a real test of uh, Butch, a.k.a. Pete Dunn, who I'm a big – I'm a big Pete Dunn fan. It's been – yeah, but, you're right. And Pete Dunn's great. And, uh, this is going to be a big there. test for Pete. This is Sheamus ain't there, so it's just going to be them two against yeah. the Usos. Who I got to as much as they're the heels, the Usos have been the workhorse all year, all year. They because they they started out just being SmackDown tag team champions. Then when Mania happened, they started crossing over and doing boat shows. When Roman couldn't go to boat shows, you literally had the Usos each night fighting Riddle or Orton. They put on a great – it's unfortunate their match with Nakamura and Rick Boogs that cut short of Mania because it was becoming a real barn burner between them. Yeah. It was just unfortunate. I thought the stuff they did with Angelo and 
Montez Ford was great at SummerSlam. The, the the few matches they had, their program. So to me, they're the workhorse. I don't see any te- I don't see any titles changing at Crown Jewel. Uh, yes, the Brawling Brutes are are putting on good stuff, but I think let's see if they can hold their own. To me, this is a good test for Brawling Brutes if they can hold their own without Sheamus. And yeah, absolutely. I hope they do. Is Sheamus on his card? Well, he's on a honeymoon. Sheamus, guess, right? Sheamus is on his honeymoon right now, that so he's sense. not. That makes sense. Uh, almost versus Braun Strowman. I mean that there have been what is what was the build for this match? A stare down, like one stare down, like yeah, what, what one stare do? down, and then they talk about each other a little bit. A little like, bit. He, he does the talking, and then Braun um, like, pick up cars for fun. You think I, can- I pick up cars for fun? Yeah. I was excited when Braun came back. I mean, Braun is a he's a novelty act. Like he comes in, destroys people. They do car wreck matches. You know, you need someone. You need to feed him to someone. Almost. I mean, do they do they let Braun pick up a win, or do they? Well, let at this him... point, they're both kind of unbeatable. They're both well. Almost has taken losses from Lashley. Um, oh yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, uh, Braun's got to win this because Braun's the monster of all monsters. The monster among men. But then it's also like to me. So the, the natural. Oh, he's thing new. Is... He's, it's new. Now he's not the monster among men. He's a monster of all monsters. Monsters of all monsters. So you. <laughs> You can't have Braun lose because he's on a hot streak right now. Yeah, he just came back, and he's but if and, almost and, and, and loses. Guys are money. It's Braun. But to me, if almost loses, it's pushing him even further down. It's right. he, it's a giant who's losing credibility. He's so, going to be just a regular guy in the next eight months to a year. Yeah, and Braun. And here's the thing, though: neither of them are the biggest workers yet. So it's going to be it's going to be just be a car. That's why I'm surprised this match isn't a stipulation. Like this is a singles match. You know what I mean? Yeah. With two, what, what, what are what are Braun and almost going to do? Just do wrist locks with each other? Like <laughs> no, no one wants to see that. So to me, it's like, yeah, you have, you either you do this match like you do a quick thing, or there's some sort of DQ finish or a schmod. Maybe MVP gets involved or something, and then you do a big stipulation match at Survivor Series maybe or something. Yeah, yeah I don't I see agree. this feud. Do you think this is a one or done? I don't think this is going to be a one. I don't think it's a one or done, but I don't think it's going to be very – like yeah, go to the bathroom during this match, you know? Go get, some, <laughs> go get some snacks. <laughs> or it's a pre-show match. We'll see. <laughs> oh, I, I don't I don't think so. But anyway, uh, we have a steel cage match, Karrion Cross versus Drew McIntyre. Now, I'll tell you this. Karrion Cross is my guy. I've interviewed him twice. He's super dope. Like, I've followed his career since he was in Future Stars of Wrestling – you know, then Impact and then um, Lucha Underground and now in WWE and then release. Right. Back. But I, I think love I saw a few Lucha Underground matches. Um, I love this feud with uh, Keith Lee in NXT. You know, he was yes, great. Yes, I Real agree. shame. He had he had the Finn Balor thing where he had just become NXT champion. Had to He had to relinquish the belt mm-hmm. immediately. Um, real shame. But, uh, yeah, loved his matches. I'm, I'm, I'm happy with how they brought him in. The only thing that bothered me was at – uh, Clash of the Castle, you know, that was Drew McIntyre's. Like, whoa, like the do you remember the crowd for Clash of the Castle? Oh, they yeah. were just oh, yeah, that was they were salivating moment. for Drew. Yeah, it would have been so great if Carrion was the one who, if he had debuted there, if he had returned there, excuse me, if Carrion had returned at Clash of the Castle and ruined Drew's big moment, I just felt like that would have been the great kickoff to this feud instead. You had Karrion sitting in the audience for that. Didn't do anything. Oh, he was and in then, the audience. I don't remember that. He was in the audience briefly, and then oh yeah, they kind of a little a little scuffle, I think, right? But then you had Solo. So Solo's the one who ruined his big moment. Yeah. So you did a nothing match with Solo and Drew, and then you have to move on to this feud. So it's just like the way those feuds kind of organically occurred 
really bothered me a little bit. And that's kind of taken me a little bit out of this feud. If you had just, I think if they had just had Karrion be the true, like, no, you could have won if it weren't for Karrion, it would have made the stakes for this feud even higher. Yeah, yeah you're right about that because they would have been. It just doesn't feel like an organic pissed off thing. At yeah, like he absolutely. should be more mad at Solo Sokoa. And frankly, right now, I think Drew should be feuding with Solo Sokoa. You're right, because Karrion didn't cost him anything. He just annoyed him. Yeah, Karrion just annoyed him. He just <laughs> yeah. If anything, Karrion should be on the Braun Strowman just running through jobbers right now, just looking like a million bucks. Because, you know, what is our memory of Karrion Cross? Gimp mask, whatever, with the red thing or whatever. From Demolition, like bodysuit. Militia bodysuit, like let him just run through people and just squash it. Like, give him a bunch of enhancement talent, give him, yeah, you know, Roberto Carrillo or whatever, Scarlet. Yeah, because they're really a good uh pairing. So yeah, just, just have him run through people right the now. I don't, I agree. I don't, I don't want to see. I think this is a match that kind of, I think we're rushing this program. I do too. Yeah. I agree. And one thing that bothers me, um, is like Scarlet keeps getting like when they're when, when they're in like these brawls. Like Scarlet keeps getting him the upper hand, and then Drew comes back, and Scarlet gets the upper hand again, and then Drew comes back again, and it's like, how many times is Scarlet gonna get the upper hand for you? The upper hand, you know. I don't know what they're gonna do. I mean, you don't want Drew to, because Drew also look the poor guy's been chasing the title. He's this big main eventer, and you, what do, where do you take him from here? You're right. My my guess is they're gonna just keep this program going for a little bit. You know, you have Survivor Series coming up. Probably put both of them on opposing you know, Survivor Series teams, or you make them work each other in the team and see how that doesn't work or something, you know? So I don't see the feud ending, but at the same time, do you have Karrion get another weird DQ weird, uh, you know? You can't do that in a steel cage. Yeah, steel, I mean, we'll still, hey, there have been been crazy steel cage matches where doors open on weird ends or uh, walls break or something. That's for sure. There's probably going to be some, maybe the cage collapses or something like that. (laughs) They blow it up. Maybe they do a DQ finish. I don't know. And they just, nobody wins, you know. Uh, We have uh, Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley. Bobby. uh, Yeah, big old Brock coming back. We're getting a proper, now I was at Royal Rumble this year when you saw uh, Brock versus Bobby for the title. Uh, that was a very quick match. Yeah, uh, the really crowd kind of lost steam because they placed it right after one of the Royal Rumbles. Uh, it must have been the Women's Royal Rumble. So Ronda had just returned. You had a Royal Rumble with Mickey James, Sasha Banks. It was a really good Royal Rumble. So you put it right after that. It was just hard for it to follow. So the crowd wasn't into it at that time. And then you never got the you never got a true clean victory for either of them. So to me, I'm I'm excited for this just in the sense of. And to quote Biggie, uh, it's meaty men bumping meat, basically. You're not the thing, this ain't gonna be a technical masterpiece. It's gonna be Brock Lesnar with his country boy antics, and Bobby Lashley, who's he's doing he's in the best shape of his life, and he's been doing great with the US title. So just slap some meat around, you know, go through the barricade a couple times, do some do some shit, have some fun. Um, I don't I really hope it doesn't drag. Like, keep it under ten. You know, just keep it moving. But, yeah. You know, I'm I guessing they're gonna try to do something through. I feel like this is like a novelty match, like like the the Goldberg Lesnar, where like it didn't. You know, do you do a quick squash and shock yeah, people, and one then of squash. you know? But I'm, uh, how do you get? The, how do you carry this program to Mania? Because I mean, a lot of people are saying 
it's probably going to be Lesnar and Lashley again at Mania. This is like the precursor match to the Mania match. You know, maybe you don't do a do you do either a smudge finish and you don't get a conclusive answer, or you get somebody a really quick win and then you have the comeuppance at Mania. What right. do you do with this story? That'd be good. You know, the rematch at Mania. Because what else do you do with Lash? I mean, to me, it's like when Lashley came back, I still remember the pop he got at Raw when he came back after WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans. Everybody was like, oh, he's back now. We got to see Lesnar and Lashley. And they teased it so much. And it's like now that it's finally here, like I'm not, I'm excited, but am I clamoring and salivating at the bit for it? No, of course not. I think, but I am, I do like this farm guy character that Lesnar has been doing lately. I love the Reigns. I like it. It's hilarious. It's fucking yeah. great. I'm I'm coming for blood. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a country ass whooping. Like those Lesnar promos are fun. It's funny. It's not gonna be technical wrestling. Okay. So yeah, I think give us a quick match. And if you're gonna keep this story going to Mania, you know, do something to keep us invested. Yeah, you're right though because this is the match that we've all wanted, and we didn't really get that at Rumble. So hopefully we didn't get a Rumble the match that we that we wanted. Yeah, so let's let's keep let's let's keep it going. Uh, maybe how you, maybe doing, they, you know, how you doing time over there? Yeah, we should probably. Uh, I mean, we have a few more matches on the card to get through, and then we'll just we'll just wrap it up. Yeah, Sounds I can probably good. do another. I, I could probably do another ten minutes. Sounds good. We have uh, the Judgment Day taking yes. on the, the OG, the OC, the club, the original. The club. OG OC. Yeah. A <laughs> <laughs> little bit of yeah. controversy with this uh, match because old. Uh, uh, Carl Anderson was supposed to work a New Japan date yeah, on the Yeah, champion. And New Japan's yeah. at this point, they're like, hey, we don't care. Just give us the belt back. And they're just ignoring them. It's crazy. I can't believe he's doing this. Now, do you think – I think a little bit they're trying to work this into an angle. I think that's what's going to happen, you know. That would be interesting if they did – if they had a, a never open weight title match on WWE. Either WWE, NXT, or Carl just gets to go to New Japan and defend it there. Yeah. Uh, that would be good if it's a work. I really hope so because this is a bridge that Carl definitely doesn't want to burn. He doesn't want to burn. And also I look at how the good brothers, their relationship, they, they were released, even though they were told you will be here for years. They had some leverage coming into this new deal. I feel like either new Japan, they've been able to carve out their new Japan dates with WWE and probably the payday on this Saudi Arabia deal was more so that, Call well, like okay, this is a bigger than WrestleMania payday, I'm sure. I've that, yeah, the profits they make on this are more than WrestleMania, so of course, Carl's yeah. like, Yeah, I'll take the he even said, like I want a new pool for my wife, you know, so right. I'll take the heat over okay. over whatever millions of dollars I'm making off this show on the New Japan thing. And I'm sure New Japan had they had some contingency. These the Good Brothers are very good businessmen, they had something in the works. I think yeah, this is all absolutely. work. Um, I think just, you should get the Carl, FedEx on the bell, that's all. <laughs> My thing is probably either I think the OC loses this one and you set it up to where uh, Beth Phoenix comes back and is the fourth member because Beth, if you remember correctly, Beth Phoenix took the uh, uh, on the chair. She was choked out or like I think Rhea Ripley. Oh, yeah. No, they did a concerto to her. Did a concerto and that storyline is not finished. So we're going to get I mean, you saw the pop. At Extreme I, was, Rules. I was thinking also Charlotte might jo- join them sometime. Charlotte would join, but to me, there's more. I guess there is right. a story with Charlotte. Beth has unfinished her. business. Absolutely. But Beth has current unfinished business. Yeah. Does she show up? Does she fly to Saudi Arabia? That remains to be seen. Probably I don't know. If she's, 
Probably not. Not going to fly. So they're probably going to do something where they're overpowered by Rhea Ripley, and then next time on Raw or SmackDown, Beth shows up, and that sets up. Yeah, Rhea's a difference maker. That's for sure. Yeah, I could see something happening with that. And no, you don't need. We don't need Ray and Dominic fighting each other for five years. I'm glad Ray has disappeared to SmackDown. Let him. I agree. I mean, they're going to have a big match eventually down the road, but I'm glad they're kind of. Taking the long, you know, maybe Ray versus Dominic at WrestleMania, you know, then call maybe, it. Maybe, yeah. And then or Ray called a Ray called a career. Yeah, and then yeah, that would you know Ray has talked about like he just hands his mask over to his son and he calls it a day. Like I'm fine with that. Exactly. Uh, we have um, a main event. Uh, yes. You know what? Unpopular opinion, but I'm actually excited about Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns because it's Logan a big... Paul he did good in his couple matches he had, and like, hey, Logan Paul is better than Dominic. <laughs> Logan Paul is better than a lot of people. I think the part of it is who else do you put against Roman at this juncture leading? This is kind of a, you know, a pay-per-view where you need like a novelty act for Roman, you know. Yeah, and I think absolutely. Logan Paul, I'm not trying to call him a novelty act because I I well, I've he been kind of is. he kind of is. He kind of is, but I will say like you said he took to the moves that he the pop he got, especially the tag um I went to both Mania and SummerSlam, so but I really got to watch that that uh, you know the Ray Mysterio Dominic match where he was pa- tagged up with Miz, and Logan was doing great. He was working like a, that. That's the irony is he was working like a heel in that first match, and I do think uh, Logan works better as a heel. The cocky celebrity he does, boy, he doesn't want to be a heel. He doesn't want to be a heel, yeah, but he, he doesn't was, want to be a heel. He was great as a heel. He was mocking Ray, doing the Eddie Guerrero, yeah. you know, doing all those moves. It was it was perfect. I do see after this program, I could see him losing to Roman and becoming a heel after this. I did enjoy fun. him better as a heel, absolutely. I don't want to see him as a face personally. Yes, the Miz program was fine, whatever, but I think after this. He needs to go back to just being well. Also, he should be an attraction person. He should not be. I don't need to yeah. see him showing up at every three times other, a year. Three times a year. Three times a year is fine. Like Pat McAfee, you know, yeah. uh, or yeah. McAfee. I don't want to see I, him. In I always say McAfee too. Hey, yeah. Um, there's this wrestling fan thing that I hate, uh, where they go, "What did this person do? This person didn't earn it." Like, like Logan Paul, right? They say Logan Paul yeah. didn't earn it. Logan Paul did earn it because he worked really hard. He got to the top of whatever industry he, he wanted to, right? He is such a big name. He has so much money and he's such a big celebrity. He's an influencer and there there are going to be eyeballs watching this match that may not know anything else about the card. They're doing a Facebook... They're doing a Facebook Live pro uh, uh, press conference tomorrow. Kind of like in the UFC way. They're just trying to hype it up. Yeah, I think this this brings uh, excuse me, this brings Roman mainstream attention as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the same thing with Ronda because a lot of fans turned on her in the beginning because they said that she didn't earn it. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? She laid down the path. For her head's pounded for real in a cage. She has earned it, you know. Yeah. Johnny Knoxville's earned it. And by the way, yeah. I love that. Jo- Everybody exactly. shit on that Sami Zayn Johnny Knoxville match. That match was incredible. The pop that, that Wee that. Man got when Wee Man body slammed Sami Zayn, the the crowd went nuts. Yeah, that was great. So I'm excited for the match. I'm watching it. Uh. I don't see Roman. I don't see Roman losing anything. There might be a schmaz finish. Or something, but I don't see a title change happening tomorrow. I don't either. I don't see. I don't either. I, the only title like I see changing hands, like you said, is probably the women's raw title. The women's raw title. Maybe if they want to do a hot potato with the women's tag, I could see that maybe happening too. But yeah, 
I doubt it. That's that's uh, Crown Jewel in a nutshell. Crown Jewel in a nutshell. I hope I hope all the performers and talent and crew are safe and nothing bad happens. I'm... Oh, there's also a warning of a of a of an attack from Iran. Yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, but I hope everybody's safe coming back. I hope you so know. too. I hope to and from during everything. I hope they're all safe. Everything. There's no attacks while they're. There's no attacks enjoy, at all. Enjoy some but good really food. No hopefully, the show. Yeah, uh, hopefully, hopefully, enjoy some good food. Don't get dehydrated and don't have sal tablets. Like you heard the story about Goldberg and Undertaker at Saudi Arabia, where they were getting dehydrated because the oh. arena wasn't ventilated, and instead of giving them water, they were giving them salt tablets. Like, like can we just can That's we give good. water to our wrestlers? <laughs> Give our wrestlers health insurance and water, please, when they're wow. in the desert, please. Wow. Um, another thing about them about the, the possible threat of an attack is that as of yesterday or whatever day it was, it came out. The people of Saudi Arabia aren't allowed to leave their houses, so we'll see. Where are they going to attend? Who's going to be at the arena? You know, is it going to be Thunderdome all over again? <laughs> yeah, Thunder- they're building it right now. <laughs> they're flying to Saudi Arabia to do a Thunderdome. Wow, mm-hmm. that's oh yeah. Awesome, Pratik. Well, hey, thanks for joining me, man. It's been super fun. I hope to do this with you uh, every week, hopefully. Hopefully we can keep this going. Uh, and, yeah, hopefully to everybody out there, enjoy wrestling, enjoy AEW, enjoy WWE, enjoy Impact, enjoy all that stuff. Have a good weekend, everybody. Enjoy Crown Jewel. Yep, and then you are at, what, Pratik Comedy? Yes, if you want to follow me and follow me, talk about non-wrestling things, I'm at Pratik Comedy. That's P-R-A-T-E-E-K, comedy at Instagram at the daily pratik on twitter uh i have an album out called nick and sheila's kid that you can get at my website uh yeah i'm a comedian come find me around uh, coming to a town near you and i am at funky sam medina and we'll see you guys next time boom you guys next time